This is Finding Joy, the healthcare professional's journey to wellness and resiliency. It's a podcast resource developed by a team of interprofessional education researchers from Washington State University Health Sciences Spokane. They're promoting wellness among students, faculty, and healthcare professionals during challenging times. Funding is provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration. I'm Doug Nadvornik. We think of doctors as strong, invulnerable people who help to solve our problems and yet have none of their own. But they're human beings like the rest of us. Where do they go when they need to talk about their experiences? Sarah Tamarin believes who better to guide a doctor than another doctor? I like to think of coaching as this space in which physicians can be fully human and share their human experience with another physician as a witness, as a sense, but also in this case, a trained certified coach who can help reflect back what their thoughts and feelings are and also help them to explore new perspectives. We talk about coaching physicians today on Finding Joy. My name is Sarah Tamarin, and I am a physician, an MD, with the Everett Clinic. For 17 years, Sarah Tamarin has cared for children, but now she also sees a second set of patients. Tamarin coaches physicians through situations that hold them back in their own lives. And examples of these kinds of things might be imposter syndrome perfectionism, a sense of never being enough, a sense of constant overwhelm, a fear of making a mistake, or maybe perseverating on mistakes made in the past with patients, even if they didn't have a quote-unquote bad outcome, Um, self-judgment, comparison, all of these things that physicians tend to experience quite a lot of. And at the same time, we are very much conditioned not to talk about and to not even really admit, in a sense, to ourselves. There's a particular poignancy given the time that we're in right now, and there's a lot being made about healthcare workers being burned out, being mistreated at work by um, the people that they care for. Do you think that doctors are more sensitive to this and are therefore more willing to open up and talk about those things that they're experiencing? Yes, I do think that the experience that uh, physicians have gone through with the pandemic has in some ways accelerated a willingness to talk about these things and open up about these things. But in the the experience of burnout, which is a lot of what we're talking about here, has been around for a long time for physicians, was already a major challenge before the pandemic. But then with the pandemic, it has just skyrocketed. Peer coaching for physicians is still a new phenomenon in the healthcare industry. So if, if this is a pretty new thing, then... Who did you learn from? (laughs) That's a great question. It was a couple of years back, even before the pandemic, 
hit, I had been grappling with some kind of a sense of wanting to change the trajectory of my career. I've loved practicing pediatrics, but there is also part of me that was just really yearning for some change. And even that in and of itself is something that physicians tend to not really talk about. It's almost like if you become a physician, you're expected to just want to keep doing that until the end of your career. So even just grappling with ideas of do I maybe want to take my career in a different direction is itself something that physicians often get coached about. I wasn't necessarily looking to completely give up practicing, but I knew that I wanted to explore other possibilities. And so through a combination of factors, I, it was in the fall of 2020, I decided to enroll in a life coach certification program. A week after I enrolled in that, one of the leaders at the Everett Clinic reached out to me via email to let me know about a program he thought I might be interested in, which is the University of Washington's Women in Entrepreneurial Leadership certification course. So I ended up deciding to do that as well. So the fall of 2020, I started both of those certification programs. And in the course of that entrepreneurial leadership course, I decided to create essentially a pitch, a proposal to my clinic that once I certified as a coach, that I would help initiate this in-house coaching program to help address issues around burnout for our physicians and other providers. So you're 17 years out from your residency. So you're kind of a mid-career doctor right now. So you've had a chance to see the doctors in the generation before you, and you're probably getting a chance to see how medical education now has changed. Give me an idea of the evolution there of how this has been treated over a period of years. Yeah, well, certainly I think that generations before me, it really was largely about just like nose down, hard work, never never question. Suck it up, buttercup. Yes, thank you. Exactly, exactly. And in my generation of training, I think there was still quite a bit of that, but things were starting to evolve. My generation, or maybe, you know, half a generation before mine, the concepts of some degree of work-life balance for physicians started to become a little bit more in focus. You know, I couldn't tell you the details, but certain regulations started being changed around like how many hours in a row can a resident physician be allowed to work? And so even when I was a resident in training, actually, a law passed in the middle of my residency that cut back on the extent of how many hours in a row a resident could be working. That shift definitely has been coming and evolving over this past generation. And I think the new cohorts of physicians out of training now, they know that the way we used to practice medicine is not sustainable. 
not just on a system basis, but like personally for physicians, there's much more openness and a more of a sense of like, I can ask for and say what I'm willing and not willing to do in order to be able to have a full balanced life. And I think there's still a lot of room to improve on that, but I do see that shift happening. So back to the peer coaching, if you're going to get doctors to talk about this, it's a lot better if you if doctors are talking with each other because they're not going to open up to somebody who doesn't really understand what they're going through. Is that an accurate assessment? I think to a large degree, yes. It's not that I think doctors would just refuse to talk about these things with a non-doctor coach, but first of all, there's just so many things that are unique to the experience of going through medical school and going through residency and the responsibilities of being a doctor that just only another doctor can understand at a certain level. So there's just so much that just doesn't have to be explained. Like from the get-go, the first session, if I'm sitting down with another physician and I am coaching them, they don't have to explain to me what medical school is like. They don't have to explain the many traumas that they experience throughout medical school or residency or what it's like to be an intern on the ward for the first time alone at night. Like there's just this understanding, this foundation that's already there that allows us to just get right into it. As a physician, being able to really relate to all the kind of internalized self-concepts and the conditioning that we've experienced, I think does allow for more of an openness and a connection than there might be with a non-physician coach. So then you as a trained peer coach, how do you steer them through, doctors through this, in order to be able to get as quickly as you can to get to the nub of what they need to deal with so that they can Mm -hmm. experience it and they can get through it? I do have a structured curriculum that I walk my clients through. I have, you know, readings and different topics by unit where I introduce certain concepts and walk them through those. And I listen, like I just ask questions and, you know, tell me what is challenging for you right now. And that just opens up the dialogue and and I can help identify where the areas are that I can be helpful Um, So often people who come to me already have specific things they know they want to be working on. Like I've had physicians that just, they know they want to talk to me about their imposter syndrome and how much that is getting in the way for them. Or another doctor might talk about how their perfectionism is, getting in the way of finishing their notes at the end of every day and they're spending hours at home after the kids go to bed working on their charting and they recognize that some of that is coming from this perfectionism. And so often they've been able to identify 
certain areas that they want to address and at other times not so much and I can ask questions that help illuminate what some of the those things are. So given that this is still a pretty new concept of peer coaching, what are the early returns? Is it working? It is. I've used some, at least with the initial pilot cohort of providers that I coached last summer, the pre and post questionnaires before and after the 12-week coaching program showed significant reduction in burnout rates significant increase in feelings and thoughts of self-compassion and of connectedness to others. And from just the comments that physicians and providers have shared, it is making a difference. They feel heard and seen in a way that they may not have before. And they are learning how to employ tools to help them, ways of changing their perspective, ways of becoming more patient and self-compassionate, and in ways that make a real difference in their day-to-day experience of their jobs and of their lives overall. Well, if that's true, then you're probably going to get to talk at conferences and and medical (laughs) meetings. Do you anticipate this is sort of the wave of the future then for the medical industry? I do. Absolutely. And I really do feel that I am part of a movement. There are physician coaches kind of popping up all over the country anyway, that are all on the similar mission and are changing the culture of medicine, physician by physician, clinic by clinic, hospital system by hospital system. And I do think this is going to become more and more something that physicians are going to expect to be part of the services that our clinics and hospitals provide. Okay, so I have one more question that's not related to peer coaching. The name of this podcast is called Finding Joy. And so we've been asking everybody we've interviewed, where do you find joy? I mean, bring it back Mm. down to your own practice, your own, what you do at the Everett Clinic. Where is it that you find joy professionally and personally? Helping my colleagues in this way fills me up and brings me so much joy. I feel like I spent many years providing care to children and the families of those children that I served. And now I am helping heal the healers is the term that's often used in this field. For me, I feel like that is where my true talents and abilities lie. And I feel like I am giving back in this new and different way. And I just love this work that I'm doing so much. Sarah Tamarin is a pediatrician and life coach for physicians at the Everett Clinic north of Seattle. We thank her for talking with us for this podcast. The Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team also wishes to thank these people for their contributions. Dr. Barb Richardson, nurse, educator, and interprofessional champion. 
Cameron Cup, who created the Finding Joy musical score and a current enrollee at the WSU Elson S. Floyd College of Medicine. Washington State University staff for marketing and communications, financial services, and the collaboration for interprofessional health education research and scholarship. And Claire Martin Tellis, the executive producer, and Solène Areff, a student intern who developed the first five episodes of the Finding Joy podcast. This episode of Finding Joy was produced by Doug Ned Vornick from Spokane Public Radio. If you're interested in sharing your perspective about wellness and resiliency as a healthcare professional, or you'd like to reach out, please contact our team by sending them an email at medicine.ipoc at wsu.edu. And we encourage you to visit our website at opioideducation.wsu.edu forward slash about. Thanks for joining us. I'm Doug Nadvornik.